You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, how can you overcome binge eating or any other eating disorder overnight? And this podcast episode is especially good for those of you who have been trying to recover from binge eating disorder for years and you've tried everything and you even stopped believing in overnight success. But of course, maybe that's not entirely true that you don't no longer believe in it because after all, you clicked play on this episode. So maybe you still have some hope. And I know for sure that in my case, during my binge eating recovery journey, I believed that I should be just able to stop binge eating like overnight. So I had a couple of limiting beliefs. I thought that, you know, if I just do X, I would be able to stop binge eating just like that. (laughs) For example, if only I could stop eating sugary things, I would definitely stop binge eating overnight. Or if only I could schedule and prepare my meals ahead of time, stick to a calorie limit for a day, maybe eat only savory things or eat only whole foods, I would definitely uh, stop binge eating just like that overnight. So I was hoping for overnight success. But this podcast is also for other type of people because I know that some of you already know that, okay, there is some work I have to do. But at the same time, I know that inside is very important, like having some kind of insight about the nature of human experience or nature of your habit is kind of important. (laughs) So you're telling me like, hey, I do understand everything. I just need a personal insight. And once I get this deep understanding, I will definitely stop binge eating. (laughs) If you are that person, it's possible that you know that change for you is possible but you are just waiting for an insight (laughs) and that can be a problem uh, too, which I'm going to get into it um, in a while. (laughs) But first, let's talk about where does this idea even comes from? Um, This idea that we can overcome uh, binge eating overnight. Well, from testimonials of people for whom it happened that way, or at least they tell uh, us the story that it happened that way. And one of the most famous people for whom, let's say, that binge eating recovery happened kind of overnight is Katrine Hansen, the author of the book uh, Brain Over Binge. Also, a lot of people from the Free Principles Coaching, they also talk about the significance of having an insight in changing your thoughts and feelings and behaviors. And one of those people is Amy Johnson. So I don't remember exactly um, how she recovered from binge eating, but I believe that she was also inspired by uh, rational recovery and brain over binge. And she was able to, again, kind of overcome binge eating within a, a couple of days. 
by just dismissing urges to binge. So for those two people, Katrin Hansen and Amy Johnson, you know, something just clicked. So let's take a look at the story of Katrin Hansen, because I think that having this uh, case study can be helpful uh, for all of us to understand the nature of overnight success. So in her book, she said that she read a book called Rational Recovery. And this book, with uh, in combination with her own insights, enabled her to use her prefrontal cortex to dismiss urges coming from the primitive brain. And she just quit binging for good. So something just clicked. And in her book, she also says that she believes that all the therapy that she received over years, it was unnecessary for her binge eating recovery. So for example, she says that searching for deeper reason for her eating disorder was futile. Um, That cognitive behavioral techniques she learned during therapy, they were also irrelevant to her recovery. Um, She also says that she doesn't believe that improving body image or improving self-esteem is necessary uh, for binge eating recovery, that it's possible to stop binge eating without doing any of those things. So the question is, do I agree with her? So I would say that yes, to a certain extent. So I think that, yeah, it is possible to stop binge eating without doing all the all the hard work, <laughs> all she did in therapy. But at the same time, I feel like even if it's not necessary to to do that work to recover, working on those things most likely will lead to improvements in your life. So why not? <laughs> why avoid, uh, you know, working on your body image, working on your self-esteem? If that can uh, lead to a better quality of your life, maybe it's worth pursuing, you know, these kinds of things. <laughs> so again, Catherine Hansen is the example of overnight success. But not really. I mean, not in my opinion. In the book, it kind of seems like she is an overnight success. But I want you to remember that even though she thinks that therapy wasn't helpful for her, at the same time, she did years of therapy. So she has years of therapy under her belt. So she did learn techniques and strategies to, I don't know, (laughs) deal with uncomfortable feelings or process emotions and so on. So for years, she talked about her daily challenges with food and uh, with other challenges in her life. (laughs) She had uh, constant support of various therapists. I believe that all the therapy she, she did throughout the years, it helped her to show up ripe and ready for transformational change that we classify as overnight success. Sure, years of therapy didn't directly lead to a effortless dissolving of her eating disorder, but it allowed the insight to happen. So who knows, maybe without years of therapy and doing the work on finding fulfillment in life and accepting emotions as they are, she wouldn't be able to dismiss urges to binge, even after, you know, having that powerful insight. Maybe it wouldn't lead to a successful habit change. I want you to just ponder about it. 
And I also want to add a couple of words about insights. <laughs> Because again, uh, on this podcast, I did mention insights before. Um, but again, th there are a couple of misconceptions, right? Because I believe that insights don't always automatically lead to behavioral change. <laughs> Maybe you remember the podcast episode about um, can psychedelics help you overcome eating disorder? I think I talked about things like um, mushroom tripping or ayahuasca retreats that people, you know, attend those uh, ceremonies and they do take psychedelics. But if they fuck up integration part, then it doesn't lead to any behavioral change. I have my own insights, you know, during psychedelic trips, but it doesn't mean <laughs> that I always implement all of those insights in my own life. It just doesn't work that way and it's not that simple. So I want you to know that insights are great. They can take you to another level, then they can help you in your life, but they, they don't always cause like effortless change. <laughs> it should be that way, but it's not always. Maybe in your own life, you've noticed that sometimes you have some insights about your body image and all of a sudden you like accept and respect your body. But at the same time, a couple of days later, you may have a bad body image day and having that, having that insight a couple of days ago doesn't help you in that moment. <laughs> Maybe you have another insight about how much you love your kids, how much you, um, you know, enjoy being with them. But the next day you end up yelling at them because of some insignificant thing, <laughs> right? So I want you to remember that insights are not really necessary for binge eating recovery. Sure, they, they are helpful, super helpful. They, they can accelerate your recovery. But at the same time, I want you to remember that powerful insights don't always lead to change in behavior. That's just how it is. <laughs> And I also want to answer the other question. In my own binge eating recovery, were insights important part of my healing process? So I would say that yes, but I also think that It wouldn't work without my conscious effort to implement my insightful thinking. <laughs> so again, insights make it easier to take the right actions. However, changing habits still takes time and takes some effort. And also, I want to mention that, uh, you know, I'm not sure what exactly led to my binge eating recovery. <laughs> maybe those were insights, maybe those were habits, or maybe these were, you know, the little indirect things I did. <laughs> so I just don't know if my recovery can be attributed to all the conscious work I did, all the insights I had, or maybe some indirect small actions or events that happened in my life, right? Because at that time, let's say uh, I was working with the horses uh, as a horse riding instructor for my friend's stable. So 
who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was what helped me heal because we know that horse-human interactions, uh, they can impact like human, for example, heart rate, rate variability. So because I'm a person who loves animals, uh, you know, maybe that was kind of healing for me <laughs> not to be surrounded with judgmental people, but be surrounded with horses that can really... Mm, you have to communicate differently with, with horses. <laughs> also, at the time, I was uh, living with housemate and he uh, brought a cat <laughs> to our house. Uh, so, you know, I fell in love with that cat. And who knows, maybe having that cat in a house also helped me in my eating disorder recovery. Maybe maybe the cat helped co-regulate my emotions. Being surrounded by pets is kind of calming for nervous system, especially for my nervous system. Or maybe during my recovery, you know, I was exposed to some kind of idea from the book that was not related to eating disorders. And maybe that inspired me to think differently. Uh, maybe I read a quote uh, <laughs> in some kind of old notebook and that made me self-reflect. Or maybe a friend who reached out to me, <laughs> it sparked some new thoughts and feelings in me. <laughs> Those little things that happen in our life and we don't really know what kind of impact they do have on our life and on our recovery. <laughs> because those simple things can really touch us deeply. So those small things can change the trajectory of our actions. So sure, can I list 10 things I did to recover from binge eating disorder? Yes. Will this list be complete no, because of those little invisible influences that unknowingly to me shaped my mind and influenced my recovery. So I also want you to remember uh, about that, that uh, even when somebody says that, okay, I'm an overnight success because I had this insight and all of a sudden I was able to dismiss urges to binge, you never know the whole story and you never know how those small events in their life helped them and allowed them to have done that insight and act on it. <laughs> I I hope that you understand what, what I mean. I feel like I'm, I'm saying that a lot in my podcast, <laughs> that a lot of times in my podcast I say something and I'm not sure whether it makes sense, but I hope that you know what I mean. <laughs> but okay, maybe let's try to answer the question from the title of today's episode, which is, how can you become an overnight binge eating success story? So I would say, do the work behind the scenes for years and show up ripe. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that with my clients or potential clients that in order for our coaching together to be really successful and bring results very quickly within the next couple of sessions, the client needs to be ripe and ready to pop. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I mean, it, in my mind, it, make, it makes sense. <laughs> I hope that, um, that you also uh, can, uh, can imagine this. And those, those clients who show up ripe and who show up ready to pop, they are often people who, who believe that they already tried everything. So if this is you, please don't give up. I believe that your success 
is just around the corner. So years of suffering from eating disorders or maybe even years in quasi-recovery were not wasted. I, I believe that it took you years to ripen and be ready for that change and insight is just around the corner. Your overnight success is just around the corner. But at the same time, if you are waiting for that insight, <laughs> please don't wait for it to just click because we know that watched pot never boils. <laughs> so when we are talking about insights and overnight success, some of you may also have a question like, hey, Natalia, what do you think? So do I need luck or do I need hard work in order to recover from binge eating? I believe that you need both. <laughs> so overnight success is kind of the it's kind of a lucky event, right? But at the same time, I believe that luck comes after years of doing work. <laughs> because when you ask successful people how they got there, how they got successful, they will tell you that it was hard work. I think that it's a quote from Jeff Bezos. And he said that all overnight success takes about 10 years. <laughs> and I believe that it is so true. That's the overnight success I'm talking about in today's podcast episode. <laughs> because I prefer to think about binge eating recovery as a gradual process. Even though in some cases it looks from the outside uh, like an overnight success. But binge eating recovery is a journey. And sure, at some point, I believe that something will click. You will see things from a fresh perspective. You will have that sense that nothing changed, but everything is different. And this type of overnight success is a result of work behind the scenes you've been doing for months or years. And also remember that even though you have that insight, behavior will not change immediately because sometimes we need more time to prune away those neural pathways. But after having an insight, you will have calmer energy around your habit. The habit won't feel that automatic. You will slow down. You will make conscious decisions instead of just following your compulsions to eat. Uh, so again, how to become an overnight success? Do the work. Even if this work is unrelated to binge eating, <laughs> because eating disorder recovery shouldn't be your full-time job. You shouldn't have uh, every day, you know, like a long to-do list of all the things you need to do each day to avoid binge eating. You need to expand your life in different areas. Your life needs to be full so that there is no space for eating disorder thoughts anymore. And also keep in mind that once you feel free from eating disorder, you will probably assign your success to doing X and Y activity, but most probably your, your eating disorder recovery will be the sum of all the tiny things you did. <laughs> because overnight success is kind of like a domino effect. So each action you take in your eating disorder recovery leads to another action. So at the beginning, this tiny amount of energy at the start can convert into something huge. <laughs> 
So overnight success looks like overnight success from the outside. In reality, it's the result of domino effects. And I believe in incremental change. So incremental physical, mental and behavioral improvements help you to make progress. They allow for an insight to occur. Sure, insights take you to another level, but there are still a couple of hundreds of stairs that you still need to climb. And maybe another insight will take you even higher, or maybe you will trip over something and um, you will appear to you know, come back to a lower level, but you know the road how to get, you know, higher. (laughs) You know what kind of booby traps are waiting for you. So it will be easier for you to go back there to a higher level, closer to a foot freedom that you are aiming to reach. (laughs) Let's sum up today's episode. (laughs) Eating disorder recovery is a mixture of incremental change and transformational change. But don't sit around and wait for a quick and easy transformational change that happens overnight. (laughs) You know, maybe I'm going to give you a couple of examples from from the real life. Let's say that somebody is working in social media and, you know, their video, let's say YouTube video, finally goes viral. And what we see is an overnight success. Like, wow, all of a sudden uh, they've made a video, it went viral, they gained, I don't know, thousands of uh, followers or subscribers, whatever. (laughs) But the truth is that maybe they worked on social media for the last 10 years and it took them years to craft their skills. Maybe another example. Let's say that there is a business owner and business owner meets a person, some kind of person, and that person gives them advice and all of a sudden their business was transformed Uh, all of a sudden they have a lot of customers and (laughs) again they are making a lot of money so you would have thought that okay they just got lucky because they talked to that person but in reality maybe they've been making connections for years and making those uh, social connections with other people allowed them to meet the right person so the bottom line is that What seems like a good luck in the moment is a result of large amount of work and seemingly insignificant events. (laughs) I think that it's a little bit like the butterfly effect where small things can impact more complex events. So don't lose hope. All you are doing right now this, this work you are doing right now, it will pay off. If something hasn't clicked yet, it's not because there's something wrong with you. Maybe you are just not ripe yet. And this work that I'm talking about, I call it the work. But I'm not really talking about like work, work. But I'm talking about more like self-reflection, self-inquiry, uh, having beginner's mind, being open-minded and having self-compassion. These kind of things. And this work doesn't have to be related to to food, to eating. It can be related to to other things like, for example, self-love, self-acceptance. The last thing I want you to remember, an overnight success is 10 years in the making. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode and see you in the next one. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Bingeful Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Bingeful Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!